Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Warrior Project podcast. My name is Emmeline. I'm a mental health consultant. Over the last 10 or so years, I've endured extreme trauma and I also manage bipolar naturally. This podcast is a platform for me to share all of the unconventional wisdom that I've acquired over the last 10 years. If expansion is your thing, this is where it's at. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Warrior Spirit Podcast. So if you tuned in last week, you would know that this week's episode is part two of the last one. Um, If you didn't listen to last week's, I encourage you to do so because I shared the basically the first four steps of what's required to live your truth and the necessary significant developmental stages of that. Um, I also spoke about when the split initially happens, as in when we experience the split between our authentic self and our conditioned self. So I talk about the origins of how our personality structure is developed and how it pulls us from our truth and how it distorts our perceptions of ourselves, of others, of reality of the world around us. So I would really encourage you to listen to the first part. Um, But I wanted to just jump basically straight back in. Um, So I know that last episode I ended with step four of the stages of living your truth. So just as a recap, Step one, I explained how when we are born, we are pure awareness, we are pure consciousness, and I explain how our personality structure and personality traits develop and form based on our childhood experiences, both within the family unit and just within culture. And I talk in length about how our experiences shape us in terms of the personality structures we develop as direct responses to our experiences. So I spoke a lot about that. And I also spoke about how internal narratives are also developed at that stage and they drive our behavior. And a lot of the time it's unconscious. These things are developed unconsciously. And that brings us to stage two, which is as we get older and we become more conscious and more aware, we start to experience anxiety and dis-ease and friction in the same situations. And we're aware that we're having the same experience, but we're not aware that it's an internal projection. So awareness starts to develop. That's stage three. Stage four, we get to a point where the friction actually becomes suffering and we actually start to experience the splits as suffering. And we don't necessarily just experience it as a personality trait or a personality structure or merely just a coincidence or merely just a situational circumstance, we actually start to suffer and we actually start to make the connection between personality structure and suffering. Um, Stage four is when we get to the point where we start to identify and we start to realize that our perception is potentially flawed and we start to realize that there are truths out there that we're not experiencing because we are so rooted 
and we are so anchored in our personality structure and our internal narrative and our ideals and our expectations um, and our own experience. So that's where I got up to in the first episode. Um, I don't want to go over it too much in length because I feel like that's the whole point of me breaking it up into two. So go back and listen to the first one if you want to hear more about that. Um, Okay, so step five. We start to develop more clarity and alignment as we lean more into truth. So in the stage before this, we do start to realize that our suffering is interconnected with our personality and our ego structure. So we start to realize that the attachments that we have formed are a result of us forming it and we realize that that's where our suffering is. So as we move through to stage five, as we start to do the work, this is actually something that I should point out actually. And I didn't point this out in the first episode, but now that I'm speaking, I I feel that it's relevant. These stages are relevant to people that are on a healing journey. Okay. Or that are on a spiritual journey or have decided to make the conscious choice to grow, to develop, to decondition, to learn, relearn, unlearn. So for those of you that are wanting to live more authentically and live more in your truth, and you are prepared to do the work, these stages will be extremely relevant and familiar to you. Okay. Um, I feel like that's necessary to point out because a lot of people are not on the path and that's fine. I have a very neutral response to that. Some people are just not on the path of expanding their consciousness and that can be simply because they want to remain in dysfunction or they are not suffering um, or maybe they are, but they've, they're relating to that suffering in a different way. Um, and either way, it's totally fine. There's, there's no judgment. Not everyone has to endure the path. Um, but for those of you that are, for those of you that do want to deepen and develop your understanding of yourself, of the world, and you want to embark on a very deep, authentic spiritual path, these are the stages that you essentially move through. Um, so I, I think that was necessary for me to, to point out, this is not something that every single person experiences. Um, for those that are not on the path, it's highly likely that they do experience a lot of these, but not necessarily in this order and not consciously. Okay. Um, where was I? Yeah. So after we move through stage four and we're starting to develop more clarity and alignment in leaning into our truth, we realize how different the alternative is. So as we start to experience more awareness surrounding the notion that our experiences and the nature of our experiences are dictated by perception, we start to explore what it's like to experience things through the lens of truth rather than through the lens of perception. So we start to develop more clarity and more alignment because we realize that there's an alternative and we realize that in softening towards our structures, 
everything feels easier in loosening our definition of ourselves in you know releasing our tight grip on standard and expectation and structure and construct we realize how easy life can be and that's a pretty cool thing to experience so that sort of provides us with a gateway to experience stage six which is we finally dip our toe in truth and we realize how great it feels so we do we do experience a stage of development where it's really nice and we enjoy it and it feels delicious and it's this velvety soft like I, I'm trying to describe the internal experience and and translate it into like the English language, which is really difficult, but it's like a there's a lightness. There's a solid, velvety, smooth lightness about everything because you realize that nothing is about you, but you're connected to everything, but you don't have to react and you realize how limitless you are. And you realize that your reactions to things are not dependent on anyone else but yourself and you start to taste sovereignty and liberation and you start to trust in that other part of you that exists beyond the ego structure and it feels really fucking good. But... It doesn't last, okay? (laughs) I know you're probably like, shit, like why can't I stay there? Because it is not that easy and that simple and that smooth to eradicate yourself from your ego structure, okay? An ego structure is like a leech, okay? And you've got to remember this structure, this ego structure is so deep. It is such deep conditioning. It was embedded into our fibers of our being from a very young age unconsciously. It's like a tick. It just went further and further and further and further and further in. But this is like a tick that's been there for like 20 years. So imagine trying to get that out. Okay. That's what the ego structure is. So that sort of provides me with a gateway to step number seven, which is freaks out and retreats back to structure because of the fear and uncertainty that truth exposes. So with my journey, when I started to unravel my internal narratives and I started to realize that all of my suffering was a production of my own development and it was a product of my personality traits and that I was nurturing dysfunction because of the internal narratives that I was allowing to drive me. When I started to realize this, it felt nice to loosen my grip and change my definition of myself and change the way that I related to myself and others. However, simultaneously existing with the liberation and the freedom was a debilitating fear and clinging, which was the experience of my ego. So even though I was trusting spirit and consciousness and the process and I was becoming aware that my authenticity and my truth exists external to the structures and that was really nice, my ego structure was clinging on for dear life. So I was being faced with these really deep, big truths 
and I had to sit with them. And there were times when I just couldn't do it. And I would say to Nat, my mentor, I don't want to go any further. And he was like, that's fine. You don't have to. But I realized that you get to a certain point where you've, you've experienced so much truth. It doesn't make, you can't go backwards. So it's like when your awareness expands, you can't just reduce it again. You, you, you can't. There are some internal things that you just can't unlearn and you just can't unsee in terms of absolute truths, absolute truths. So even though I wanted to go back or even though I wanted to stay where I was, it was too confronting and painful. So I would revert back into old structural behavioral patterns where I was, I would go back to controlling, um, creating certainty, feeling anxious, trying to manage everyone's perceptions of me, trying to manage my image. And not only did I know on a deep fundamental level that all of it was empty and I didn't, I wasn't actually controlling everything, anything, anything at all. It's hard to live like that when you know that all of it is empty and meaningless. When you experience such profound realizations, you cannot unrealize them. So even though I was dancing backwards and forwards, backwards and forwards, which is actually the next step, which is step eight, six and seven repeat several times. I was going through processes where I was realizing things and it was scaring me. So I was reverting back, but then I was reverting back to truth and then I was reverting back to structure and then truth and then structure and then truth and then structure because truth is limitless. Truth Truth transcends across multiple labels and boxes and categories. And the ego structure, we have been conditioned in the Western society to categorize, to label, to conceptualize, to intellectualize, to understand, to feel safe within the confines of certainty. So my definition of myself, although it was rigid, it made me feel safe. Correction, it made my ego feel safe. So I would revert back. And that's what a lot of us do. If we define ourselves by our job or by our marriage or by our role, when we start to learn that we can exist outside of the confines of that role and that our definition of ourselves and our suffering has been limited and constructed by us, it's really, really hard to live within that structure again. But at the same time, it feels really unsafe to live outside of it. And that's what I kept experiencing. I kept saying to Nat, I don't know who I am without my eating disorder, without my substance addiction, without my dysfunctional friendships, without sacrificing myself to save other people. I don't know what I am. I don't know what makes me important. I don't know what makes me significant. I don't know what my purpose is. How did I get over it? I desensitized myself to the space of, I just don't know. And I had to accept that I potentially don't have a purpose and that I potentially don't know what my purpose is. And that potentially, I don't know what the fuck I'm capable of. I don't know. And I started to sit in this space of, I just don't know. And it was scary. It was so scary because it's limitless. There's no structures and constructs keeping me safe in my little rigid definition of myself. Even though 
I had suffered for most of my life. I know suffering. Suffering and pain is not foreign to me. I know it and I know it fucking well. So for me to experience points in time where I had no reason to suffer and I was just peace and alignment and ease and neutral stance and no agenda and no reaction, no trigger, it felt nice, but it felt foreign. And I would revert back. Sometimes now I, I do it. I actually I did it just yesterday on the full moon. I um I was walking the dogs and I realized that I realized actually no, sorry, I'm the full moon. Well, the full moon was yesterday for me, the third of June, but this will be coming out um the week after it. So I'm recording this in the same day as the first one. Um so yeah, the full moon a week ago. I was walking the dogs and I realized that. The opportunities that I had experienced during that week fell into my lap. They literally fell into my lap. They were very easy for me to move through. Everything went in my favor. Everything was going in my favor. Everything in my life felt sweet and it felt easy and it felt peaceful and it felt, I felt free. And then I panicked. I panicked. I became sick with anxiety and fear because I thought this was my ego structure. Emmeline's ego structure thought everything is going so beautifully for you in the way that you deserve it to go, that you've always wanted it to go. But be careful because the monsters from your past are going to creep up and they're going to take it from you and they're going to ruin you and people are going to realize who you really are a weirdo, a freak, misunderstood, clairvoyant, spiritual, crazy, you're going to be exposed. You're going to be exposed. So you better be careful. You better conceal yourself. You better shrink. You better shrink a bit, M. And it affected me. It really did. I felt sick. (laughs) And I had to realize that my ego structure was clinging on for dear fucking life because it can taste and smell and feel and sense that it's starting to dissolve. It is starting to dissolve. And in those moments, the, the core spiritual practice that grounds and roots me is, this is going to sound crazy, but conversations with God. I sit in my sorrow Spiritually, I let myself bleed. I sit in the suffering. It's debilitating. It's excruciating. I let parts of me die. I release my grip on anything that makes me feel safe. And I sit in a ball of unknown uncertainty and I sob and I weep and I plead. And that's all that I can do. Because I know I can't go back to the confines of my personality structure. I cannot, like I said, you can't reduce your conscious awareness once you've expanded it. And so there I was back in a structure and I had to push myself back into truth, into limitless capacity. And I wish I could give you guys an answer for how long stages six and seven repeat. You know, how long Emma's going to take for me to jump 
between structure and truth, ego, truth, ego, truth, suffering, alignment, suffering, ease. I don't know. I don't know. But I'm telling you, each time you fall back into structure and pull yourself back into truth, you expand. You expand. And each time you become more at ease, your depth enhances, your trust, the process becomes deeper. You expand, you grow, you expand your capacity. And I don't know how long it will take for you. I just don't know. But you need to be okay with not knowing, which is the hard part. That is a hard part. And then the final stage is landing and stabilizing in truth for majority of the rest of your experience where there's ease and love, freedom, alignment, liberation, and very, very, very little suffering. And that is possible. It is absolutely possible. I promise. I know it doesn't feel like it is, but if you guys knew me even five years ago and you had a conversation with me and you had a conversation with me now, you'll spin out. You will absolutely spin out. And the amount of growth that you can experience and expand with even within one year is profound. It is insane. But don't focus on time. You're focusing on the experience. That's what you're focusing on the experience and your awareness. I don't want to delve in deeper and confuse and potentially alienate you, but I hope that was helpful. I hope it made sense. I hope it gave you some faith, some faith in the process, some faith in what can happen. And just if you're in the thick of it now and you're experiencing that retraction, that fear, that shrinking, just remember that it's not permanent. And when you're ready and you develop the courage and you lean back into the process and you place your faith back into the process, you can go straight back to truth and more of it will be accessible for you. That's the way that it works. It's a spiral. You will not unrealize what you realize. Remember that as well. As always, thank you for tuning in. If you'd like to discuss this further, questions, queries, comments, you can hit me up on Instagram, Emmeline Paulak, or via my website, thewarriorspirit.com. Other than that, I hope you enjoyed this and I hope it didn't scare you off the path. I hope, if anything, it has encouraged you to remain on it. Thanks for tuning in. I'll see you on the next one.